And three, two, one. Ryan, where are you? Hello? Hello, Mr. Hughes? I feel the need. The need for speed. Oh, yeah. Hello, interwebs, and welcome to the Danger Zone. I mean, close up. I'm your co-host, Joe. And I'm Maverick. And you ruined my joke, but I feel the need, the need for raving about Top Gun Maverick. Because, holy crap, what a movie. We're also going to discuss the first Top Gun quite a bit, I'd imagine. Full spoilers for both movies, for the record. Go watch them and come back, or, you know, don't. Whatever you want. Zooming into our medium shot. Do you like Tom Cruise? Love him. Do you like callbacks to the 80s? I do. Do you like shirtless men playing volleyball or touch football? Do you even have to ask? Yes. Do you like military porn done right? Most of the time. (laughs) Then this movie is for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so with that, we're going to zoom into our medium shot, briefly talk about our history with the Top Gun franchise. Also, what were our expectations going into this thing? You can go first. Well, I watched the first Top Gun the night before I went to see Top Gun Maverick, so I don't have much history on it. All I knew is the classic quotes, and when I rewatched it, I realized how sweaty everybody was in the first Top Gun, and also how basically Iceman and Maverick are secretly in love with each other. They didn't go off on that in Maverick, I know why, but everyone knows that they were secretly in love with each other. Because why wouldn't they be? They're both handsome. They're both good at their jobs, but that's not what this movie is about. But all I knew were, like, the memes that were made, the jokes, the inspirations in, like, other movies and all that. So I don't have much history on it. And when I watched the original Top Gun, I thought, okay, you know, it's it's an 80s cheesy movie. It started, excuse me, it, uh, not started, but got Tom Cruise's career going even more, who I think was 21 at the time when he made this. 23, I think he was our age, 23, yeah, 24. Yeah, 20, around then. Yeah. So I went to saw this, Was went and saw an IMAX, and holy smokes, was this movie beautiful? Was it breathtaking? Did I have a fun time? People were cheering at moments like it was a Marvel movie. It's brilliant. So Top Gun, never anything special to me growing up. I watched the movie once when I was a kid, and I enjoyed it well enough. Remembered a good chunk of moments, but that's all. I rewatched it the morning I saw Top Gun Maverick, and I appreciate it a lot more now as an adult. It's a classic. Although Top Gun was never one of my favorites, I still had high expectations for Maverick going in, because Tom Cruise is an entertainer I always trust to deliver a quality product. He'll put his life on the line to thrill us all, and I respect and admire that. So I wasn't exactly excited per Maverick per se, but I expected it to be at least good. And that brings us into our close-up. Let's talk about this thing. Talk to me, Goose. Yeah, so... Man, this movie. You know, you said it all up front. What do you expect from Top Gun? Sweaty guys on a beach? Aviators? The need for speed? Not nearly as sweaty in this one. No, unfortunately. They invented air conditioning past the 80s. Apparently. You know, everything you expect from the first Top Gun movie? It's in here. So, you know, if you're just going in looking for... Now, one thing I thought was pretty incredible, even from the opening minutes of the movie, I was impressed. Because they basically just recreated the opening of the original Top Gun movie mm-hmm. in the first five minutes. You know, the guys on the aircraft carriers, even that whole beginning of, in 1969, the military made a flight school, and it was called the something-something, but the pilots called it Top Gun. And in the Danger Zone beginning, it was all... It just felt right, right from the beginning. Which we can't play for copyright reasons. But just so you know, it's playing in my head right now. On loop. On loop. And I'll play uh, Take My Breath Away in my head. Because love that song. And then Great Balls of Fire right after. Whatever that song's called. Yeah, yeah, Great Balls of Fire. And uh, you've lost that love and feeling? Yeah. All great. The only four songs in the original movie. Fantastic soundtrack, though. Fantastic soundtrack. Four songs. 
<laughs> Those four songs are better than most movies soundtracks. Sadly, yes. Yeah. So let's talk about Top Gun Maverick, and I guess we'll talk about the original as well. So in this movie, Maverick is, he's getting a bit older. He's, it's like I was telling you just a little bit before we were starting, you know, it's kind of the difference of you could get a promotion. He could be an admiral by now, probably. I think they said a two-star admiral. And he could be, he could be pushing papers behind desk. But no, he's pushing 60 and he's still a captain. Because who is he if he's not flying those planes? Living his best life. He's also gotten into so much trouble that Iceman has to break him out. And there's the one admiral who's just like, if it weren't Iceman, you'd be gone long ago. And Maverick's just like, yeah. <laughs> he knows he's like a dick. He knows he's like, he has this carefree attitude of like, no, I'm going to do what I want. Man go almost goes to space in the first, o- in the opening act. What an opening, huh? What a great opening. And IMAX was crazy. My favorite part is when he they fly past the colonel or the admiral that rolls up. And Ed Harris, just, yeah. Yeah, there's so much wind that happens. Like the top of the, the little stand blows off. And then <laughs> you just see you just see Maverick just go like, that was him, wasn't it? And he just like, he like kind of doesn't care, but he's also just like, hmm. Oh, well. well, I mean, that was that's classic Top Gun. In the original, he was known for doing flybys of the towers, spilling Sorry, the guy's Goose. coffee. Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. I want some butts. <laughs> yeah. So he pretty much gave me everything I expected. I expected a charming and daring Tom Cruise, intense fighter jet combat, shirtless sports on a beach. Gave me all that. And you know what? I'm going to say it. A lot of people are saying it, but I'm going to chime in to the chorus. This is a better movie than the original Top Gun. Yep. And I quite enjoy the original Top Gun, but Maverick is better. It's much better. Uh, and that I think that just has to deal with the time. Uh, I think in the 80s, I don't know what the budget was in the 80s, but I know this movie had a $150 million budget, which nowadays is kind of cheap, if you think about it, because they don't have yeah. to pay 100 they don't have to pay like 10 stars to be in the movie this time. Only Miles Teller, Tom Cruise, and Jennifer Connelly. And they probably, Jennifer Connelly. Ed Harris got a bit of a paycheck for his cameo, yeah, probably. probably. John Hamm. John Hamm's a John Hamm. as It's well. great to see John Hamm back in movies. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Great to see him again. People are shitting on him at near the end. Like, no, don't send him. Like, well, he's got to be an admiral. Anyway, we'll get to that. Hmm. But yeah, I think rewatching the, or watching Top Gun for the first time, the flying scenes, especially the dogfight at the end, you were kind of confused about where everything was. The geography was a little unclear, I, I will say. But I think that is just for the, the times and all that. Because they had to be yeah. up there, or maybe a lot of it was model work. But here, you know where the geography no, they were, is. They were real jets at the time, I no, think. Yeah, Even there back, has to it's be just... some model work. I don't think they blew up jets in the 80s, like real-life okay, yeah, jets. Okay, you're right, you're right. The blowing up was probably model work. <laughs> I have to look into that. But I'm pretty sure it was real pilots. I'm pretty sure... The original no, Top yeah. Gun was partially produced by the Navy. Probably, yeah. Which I know it's kind of well talked about that the original Top Gun was a glorified military recruitment ad pretty well. Mm-hmm. It worked. It, it worked. worked. I want to be me. a pilot. Yeah. I want to be a pilot. And there's too many buttons, but I want to be a pilot. My brother nearly got to be a pilot. Oh. He enlisted in the Air Force and he took the test and he wasn't quite qualified enough to be a pilot, but he was, he was qualified. No, it just, he missed it by a few marks, but he was qualified enough to be an air Damn. traffic controller. And you can't retake it or something like that? No, well, he decided the military wasn't for him. At... Anyway, he didn't get quite that far, but... Uh... He can still get his pilot's license. Yeah. maybe Like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Or Harrison Ford. Well, I mean, he got it, and then he crashed. But he's fine now, thank God. Didn't Harrison Ford crashed multiple times? I feel like that wasn't the first time he crashed. No, I think the famous one was the golf field. Which is, well, yeah, that was... which is funny because in the movie 2012, they drive by that golf field. And, there's, and of course, him crashing was years later, but you go back to watch it and you're like, is that the golf field that Harrison Ford crashed? <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. The action this and the filmography is breathtaking. 
they're really in there. You know for a fact Tom Cruise is really in there doing all that. The I G's, you see the flew. G's, you see the G's yeah. on his face when yeah. he's flying through the mountains and all that. Now, what I read, I don't think any of the pilots, any of the actors were actually flying the planes for the stunts. They did do pilot training. Right. Where they learned to fly the planes themselves and got experience to the G's, but just for a safety just for safety reasons, I I'm don't sure think they the were younger actually... actors didn't actually pilot those jets. Well, not in the movie, but they all learn. Tom Cruise apparently, well, like you said, he has a pilot's license. He kind of knows what he's doing. Apparently, Tom Cruise in real life did put all these young actors through a pilot's training course where he did teach them to fly these planes and got them experience to the G's. They weren't actually flying in the movie just because it was considered a safety issue to try and act and fly the planes. Right. And whatnot. But they all did learn to fly the planes right. is the thing. Yeah. So, and you can, you can see that when they're acting and then moving around and they're reacting yeah. to like the G's, you know, the gravity and they explain it very well where it's like when you're climbing, you weigh 2000 pounds, your yeah. lungs fill up with gas and you're fighting with every bone in your body to stay awake. Exactly. How insane is that? And they're just like, yeah, that's what we do. Because we're Top Gun. And the crazy thing is, once again, they're actually putting themselves through that. Maybe they weren't flying the planes, but going up that high, they were experiencing the real G still. Mm -hmm. They still had to fight to stay awake, probably. The scene where Maverick has to prove himself that the course can be done. Where he does it in 15 seconds less than oh my they were God. supposed to. Beautiful. To me, I know like most of it's probably like, compositing or like something but to me that's just tom cruise just flying that's just him being like to the producers no you can do this <laughs> maybe part of it was i don't know because i don't think the shots when they're actually in the cockpit like i said they're not flying but i'm not sure maybe they were actually flying for the exterior shots i'm pretty sure tom cruise especially when he's launching from the aircraft carrier that's all real mm -hmm. that's all him flying like he knows how to fly that. So I can assume that Tom Cruise is doing half or at least most of the flying. And the other yeah. actors are probably like in the back seat with the real pilot ahead. Now, this is, we're going to save this for a full discussion. Uh, we were going to have a debate on the merits between CGI and practical. But I do want to touch on it. And I will say in advance of that debate that this is the kind of movie that I love practical effects for with a passion because yes. CGI is you could recreate this with CGI, but you are losing so much. Not just you can recreate the same visual effect, but there's just something in your mind when you're watching this. You know the actors are putting themselves in actual danger. It's still relatively safe, but you know they're actually in danger. You know these mm -hmm. are real these are real stunts, real G's where they're they're flying, real aerial tricks and maneuvers and the camera. I love seeing in the cockpit and the jet streams are flying off the plane. You don't need to yeah, they could have done all that with CGI and lesser movies probably would have just green screened it all. But it's just not the same. No. Just watching it, you just know as a viewer, it's not the same. It would feel cheap and hollow and weightless. And This is a masterclass in practical action filmmaking. And I cry that movies don't do this more often. I hope it's more like this come out. Yes. The box office for this movie is doing really well. And I hope it leads to a... A new renaissance in practical action filmmaking. Tom Cruise is pretty much single-handedly keeping the action genre palatable for me at this point. Yes, between because he is the only one who can really do these dangerous stunts. Because he is the producer on basically every film that he's made so far. Yeah. yeah. Or for the past 15 20 to years. 20 years. Because I think the problem is back in the 80s, you know, during the original Top Gun and stuff like that, he probably wanted to do all this back then too. But I've heard right. that they didn't let him because they're like, you're our bankable star. You don't, you can't do these stunts. So then he started oh, producing all his, me. I know. just keep going. Okay. So then he started producing his own movies just so he could get away with doing the stunts himself. I'm having trouble thinking of better action franchises than the Mission Impossible movies in the last 20 years. Somehow those movies get better and better every time. Yeah, which is... 4, 5, and 6 are some of my favorite action movies of all time. Number 6 in particular is one of my all-time favorite action movies ever made. Yeah. I haven't watched the newer Mission Impossibles, 
newer is in four, five, six, or five, four, and five, six, six, or I think any of them, because <laughs> okay, they weren't really my type of movie to just to watch on a whim. But I yeah, think yeah. after watching Maverick, I've seen clips, like I've seen clips of Fallout, oh, yeah, like yeah. that hallway fight. It's phenomenal film work, but it's not like my favorite. And the trailer for the new Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, got me yeah. hyped, and it's. It's got like the best score of all time. One of the best really? scores of all time with the dun, 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 dun. Like that's classic. Did you know Mission Impossible? This isn't a Mission Impossible discussion, but did you know that it was a TV show originally? Yes. Yeah. I that's remember that. That theme's from the 60s. Oh. That was the theme from the original 60s show, which. There's a great clip when Tom Cruise did Jack Reacher. I think, did he do two or just one? He did both, yeah. Okay, he did, and it's the first one where he's trying to get away from the cops, and he just, he just, <laughs> he goes to a bus stop, like, stands in the crowd, and then, like, the guy behind it, beside him, just is like, here's a hat to disguise yourself, and they, they just pulled not, yeah, I that, it was yeah. not, that's hilarious, that's gold, that's, like, action gold, that's Tom Cruise gold, and I think it's a, it's a more urban character, not Tom Cruise, the guy beside him, so he's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not telling the cops. He's like, I got your back, buddy. Yeah, just the community they're in. So 100% you need to watch the Mission Impossible movies because I want to talk about them on this podcast. I look for them. I can't find them anywhere on streaming, sadly. They're not on Netflix. They're not on Crave. They're not on Prime. See me in person. I got them all on Blu-ray. I'll I'll loan them to you. All righty. Got all six of them. Let's talk about Maverick, though. One thing I really appreciated about Top Gun Maverick is... Not just that it's kind of a renaissance in practical action filmmaking, that they don't make these kind of movies anymore, but also, in terms of a legacy sequel, so many sequels just crap all over their legacies. They, Yeah, they're called legacy sequels, but they don't respect them at all. They bring back old characters just to kill them off, and I don't want to give examples because this is a Top Gun thing, and I don't want to spoil other franchises for you by accident. But it feels like every legacy sequel... They bring back the old favorites just to kill them off and replace them with a younger cast who they really try to sell in these movies, but just aren't the same. It's just the new cast tends to feel hollow in things. But this movie actually had respect for the cast of the old Top Gun. Maverick in particular felt like I appreciated that well, you know, it wasn't like a Luke Skywalker sort of situation. He's not a total loser. After all this time, he didn't... He's the same guy. He didn't burn out, but he's not like this untouchable hero either who can do no wrong. You know, they found a great balance. He's just... He did what he wanted through his whole life, and he has to live with the consequences because his decisions are... Mm -hmm. They pissed a lot of people off. And so is he as good as he could have been? No. But he's also where he should be, Mm -hmm. just based on who he was. He always was. Just another Tom Cruise fact, that plane at the end that he's flying, that's Tom Cruise's plane, like his own personal one. Yeah, I so. think I did hear that, yeah. That's pretty but yeah, cool. I completely agree with you, like these legacy sequels, it's always like, and I haven't seen the newer Ghostbusters, but I think, does Bill Murray make a cameo? That would be a spoiler, and I should not say just in case, but it is a good, the Ghostbusters Afterlife is a good legacy sequel. Okay, so there's that. They have the younger actors. But this one is different because it focuses on the character we know and love while introducing newer characters who are, you know, let's be honest, they're barely two-dimensional. But, you know, they're... That's my biggest criticism with the movie is a lot of the characters are, besides Rooster and Maverick, mm-hmm. not so... And Okay, arguably... That makes Kenny me Benjamin. chuckle every time that Goose's son is Rooster. Yeah, that is funny. Also, Just... people say the timelines don't match up because... This is 30 years set after Maverick or whatever. Yeah. Or after the original Top Gun, which means Rooster could be between 30 to 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, he does. But look maybe, a young, yeah. maybe the timeline's a little off because they do say in Maverick, 30 years in the service. We don't know what year he is in the original Top Gun. But yeah. uh, who knows? Yeah. I feel like it was coming up closer on 40. I feel like it was more real time, which makes Mm -hmm. the goose thing even weird. And they do say in the movie that he got held back four years because of what Maverick did. And what did Maverick do, Joe? 
What did Maverick do to piss off Goose's son? Was it killing his father? No, because he was exempt from that. Because we all know it was an accident. Actually, yep. it was Iceman's fault, but we won't talk about that. Pretty so much, what yeah. did Maverick do, Joe? He pulled the papers from the, I think it was the Flight Academy, and didn't, so he couldn't get into flight school or to be a pilot. Held and why did he do that? Why do that? Because? Because of Goose. He didn't because want of Goose and and his mother name. I'm forgetting her name. The and because name. his mother, his because mother Meg didn't want him Ryan, to be a pilot. Who doesn't make a cameo. Didn't want him to do it. They killed does, her off screen. But does Maverick say that? He goes, "No." You know why? And it's a very emotional moment where he goes, "He's because already mad at me. Yeah. Why be yeah. mad at her mother?" His I love mother. that. Oh my god! That There's was so great. much emotion in this. I never Which I did not I'd expect that. I didn't think I'd be emotionally invested in a Top Gun sequel, of all things. Mm-hmm. Like, Goose's death is still, you know, heartbreaking in the original one, but I didn't, I didn't think I'd care this much about the characters. Right. And fun fact about Penny Benjamin is in the original Top Gun, they mention Penny Benjamin multiple times. There's a whole list of things people are, the brass are angry at Maverick about, and one of them is like, and one admiral's daughter, Penny Benjamin? Penny Benjamin. <laughs> So she oh, was that. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was Jennifer Connelly's character. Yeah, that's who Jennifer Connelly was. So they had a long. So for Top Gun fans, they have a. Penny and Maverick have a long history. Mm-hmm. Stretching back. Why to isn't it before the same the girl? Why isn't it the same girl from the original? I don't. I never researched it. I've heard conflicting things. I haven't really looked too far into it. Is it a problem with the actress? I don't remember who said it. I feel like I've heard it said, and, you know, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus by name because I don't know who said it when, but I feel like some people said they hired her because she's older and less attractive than she used to be, and Jennifer Connelly is nicer on the eyes, so that's what I've heard people say. It may have even been... I don't know about that. It may have been the actress herself. I'm not 100% sure on that. She was saying, well, that's probably why they didn't ask me back. Mm. I th- Don't quote me on that. So that's what, that's what some people... Look at Joe. Sp- she- Spin out Hollywood, Hollywood rumors left, right, and Hollywood center, Hollywood gossip. You? That's what yeah. you do here, don't you? You asked. I'm just telling you what I've but heard. But talking about Penny, her rule about the bar, if she leaves her phone or disrespects her, her or... or there's another rule. You have to buy around for the entire bar. With whose money and in what economy is anybody going to afford that? At first, I hated it. But then there's another rule. If you don't pay it off, you just get thrown out the bar, which I think happens nine out of the ten times. I love that when everybody was grabbing him and tossed that him out great. onto the sand. That was hilarious. Because it was also a nice callback when they go to the first class and they realize who's the teacher, which is a yeah. nice callback to the original. And Hainman's like, oh, oh, no, (laughs) I threw my teacher into the sand. Which I love that Maverick doesn't like get revenge on him because he he was like, I did this. (laughs) I did. I did this when I was when I was younger, too. Oh, yeah. He's Maverick's pretty chill. So the thing about Hangman that I really enjoyed was. And I'm not 100 percent sure this is what they were even going for, but Mm -hmm. I thought it was hilarious how much of a dick he was, because I feel like. Their intention with him was to show what Maverick looked like to everybody else at Top Gun back in the 80s. I never this saw was, it like that. Maverick was that guy, but he was the protagonist, so we kind of excuse all his dickish behavior because he's Tom Cruise, he's super charming. Yeah. But we kind of see, I feel like this is what Pete Mitchell looked like to everybody else at Top That's Gun. That's fair. I never saw it like that. I just always thought he was... My first reaction after coming out of that movie was like, why is he on the team at all? If he's leaving people out to dry, to die. If I, never did yeah, the same I thing never, in the original. I though, never took he, the comparison, yeah. Because in the original Top Gun, there was that one scene when they were flying against the instructors. And I will fire a, when I am goddamn ready to fire. Yeah, not that one, but uh, the one when they were, so they were training and Maverick ditched his wingman to go after Viper, I think it was. And then afterwards, I think it was Jester who came mm-hmm. into the locker room and he said, you, you never leave your wingman. Yeah. So Maverick... They had better names in the 80s. Let's be honest. 
one of the new ones, Payback. Bob. Bob. That's Phoenix. kind of funny. Phoenix is cool. Rooster. Hangman. Hangman. Rooster's just funny. Is Payback the uh, the girl pilot, right? No, Phoenix is the Phoenix is the girl pilot. Oh, Phoenix. See, I get confused. And then the one who who almost died, who got cut. I don't even remember. He had an orange helmet. Who almost died? Yeah, he passed out. Oh, I don't remember which one that I was. I don't remember. That may have been payback. I don't know. I was uh, that'd be bad. But yeah, so basically, or the Maverick. Other one I don't remember. Maverick has to train the young young guns for this top secret mission to destroy some chemical in a, in an enemy base. Uranium. It was a uranium deposit underground. That mm. just like the Death Star had a tiny port above ground. Well, this one's different because they had to shoot it twice. They had to shoot it twice, a precise going with the G's upside down over the mountain. Oh. You know, I got serious Death Star trench run vibes from this scene. Maybe I'm just imagining how exhilarating that scene probably would have been to theater goers in 1977 mm-hmm. who were like, oh, is this what I never got to experience watching this movie in a theater? Is this our modern age's most comparable scene to that? Just Probably. for how exhilarating that is? Probably. He's got to train all, all these young guns, and one of them happens to be Rooster, who is played by Miles Teller, who is shredded! It is ridiculous. He's been bigger than he's ever been. It's got to be all those MREs that he's eaten. Or actual protein. I was listening to one podcast, and they talk about how Chris Hemsworth works, uh, looks a little bit bigger in the Thor trailer. Mm-hmm. And they talked about, yeah, that looks amazing. And one of them goes, that looks like it's not sustainable at all. And only rich people can do it. And people who have the genetic code to build that much muscle. But holy crap. It's also a thing where, yeah, I mean, they're also, it's their job to get shredded for these mm-hmm. movies. It's mm-hmm. not like you or I have a lot of other things to do, but they... They're getting paid to get shredded to look Which good on screen. Which is the screen. dream. Which is the dream yeah. for me. That is my dream. To eat and work out for like six weeks before shooting. You're an actor. You'll Maybe you'll get there one day. You'll be the action Hopefully. star. That's a check. Check on the box. Mm-hmm. I'm a writer. I can, I can let myself go. Miles Teller, I think he does a brilliant job because he's not mad at Maverick I think his character and his portrayal of him is done well because he's not mad at Maverick because his dad died on his watch. That would be so obvious. It'd be obvious, but he's mad at him because of something Maverick did bad, which is what we to him specifically, which is so much more impactful because he sees Maverick as a type of father figure and he sees that as a betrayal. So you see the hatred or the anger in his eyes whenever they talk, and you try to see Maverick console or get back to him but it's just something that he did in the past that he can't let go of and there's so much turmoil inside him and regret especially when rooster sings the song that they sing great balls of fire and you just see the pain in tom cruise's eyes he you know that's one thing i will say again i haven't watched i haven't watched the mission impossible movies but holy crap, does he put on one of the best acting performances that I've seen in the past 10 years of him? He's, Tom Cruise is incredible, really. He's so versatile as an actor. He can, I mean, he's kind of known for the action stuff nowadays, but he can do the drama, the emotional scenes, the, he pulls off the charm. Oh Lord, his smile. I melt every mm-hmm. time I see it, especially in the. When Ed, Ed Helms, right? Or who, not Ed Helms. Ed, Ed Harris. Ed, Ed Harris. Harris. And Ed Harris is like scolding him, like, you should be a two-star admiral right now. He's like, what do you say to that? He's like, it's one of her life's great mysteries, sir. Yeah. He's just like, it's just so much charm that happens with Tom Cruise. You just can't help but smile when you're watching him be himself. Now, skipping back a little bit about the emotional side. One thing I appreciate about both Top Gun movies is how they handle complex emotions. Mm-hmm. Like... Like that, because one one of my favorite scenes in the original one is just after Goose died, and I don't remember Meg Ryan's character's name, but Goose's wife is the one consoling Maverick. She doesn't Mm -hmm. blame him for Goose's death. She doesn't 
yell at him or try to make him feel worse. She's a widower and she's the one hugging him and he's barely, he can't even say a word. She can tell how ripped up he is about this. And same thing with Rooster. Nobody blames him for Goose's death. He's mad at him for a more legitimate reason. They don't take the easy emotional drama that Mm -hmm. lesser things would have done. This movie treats its history with respect. Very much so. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a rooster sequel, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised. But also, I, I don't want it to be. But also, I'd be fine with that. Because a lot of these legacy sequels try to push the new generation without really building them up in mm-hmm. any meaningful way. I liked Rooster enough in this movie that I'd see a sequel. I would. I mean, too. I hope it doesn't come out for 20 years. But He's very cautious. And you can understand because of his family history. And I love that. That was a great trait to give him. And when he, during that final mission, when he finally goes full throttle and he says, talk to me, dad, I was like, oh, my God, what is this emotion? I'm emotional about a movie about sweaty dudes from the 80s. I never expected this. Flying jets and blowing stuff up. I think Maverick says talk to me, goose, like three times in this one, but each time it hit, it hit differently. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, this means about to end, but I just want to like before we end this and then come back come after back the ad bre- back after the ad break. <laughs> that emotionally and just the character moments are some of the best I've ever seen in a legacy legacy sequel. But the filmmaking, technically as a whole, is also breathtaking. If this movie doesn't get nominated for cinematography, I will sue. I don't know who, but I will sue. The Academy, I'll sue Hollywood, because it's filmed with respect. It's filmed with care and time and craft. Care, time, care, craft. People gave a crap, clearly. It holds on to shots. You don't see this jump cutting whatever because it might look bad. You see moments where each pilot has at least three to five seconds of them flying around. It's it's just beautiful. I love this film so much. It's a 10 out of 10, Joe, and I still stand by it. Even though there's little problems with it, it's a 10 out of 10. The you know critical... why? Why? Because I'm in the danger zone. That's not a quote. That's just my life now. Isn't that everybody's life since 2020? Go outside, Oof. you're in the danger zone. Oof. <laughs> we didn't have to get political again, Joe. We don't have to get political on every podcast. Is the worldwide pandemic a political <laughs> issue now? It always has been for some reason. Well, I know. For the far right. For the far right, for some reason it is. Everybody makes it political. Won't get into why. Pandemics, it's on the way out. Let's celebrate that. Is By it? going out and watching <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, because you exactly. should. It's made $300 million at the box office, and it needs to Give make it more. more. Give it make more. Make it more. Make it a billion dollar box office. I will sue. We need more movies like this to be billion dollar blockbusters because marvel can't be the only one to make a billion dollars every time give something else a chance do you know that tom cruise and jackie chan are the only two people that have their own insurance policies made specifically for them because of I how much stunt work they did i didn't realize either but i can easily see that both both of them but we should end this meeting before it runs out yeah okay it's perfect because you're cutting out right now for me so be back in about five minutes i guess Yeah, so I did a little bit of research on our quick drop-off there, Uh huh. and I was right about Charlie Blackwood actress Kelly McGillis. She gave an interview back in 2019 where she said the reason she wasn't called back to Top Gun, and in her best guess, she said, I'm old and I'm fat and I look age-appropriate for what my age is, and that is not what that whole scene is about. And she said mm. about Jennifer Connelly that she's so glad she got that opportunity. So, Right. Because I think this movie was filmed in 2019. Or the first trailer came out in 2019 or not 2019, but like late 2020. I've been seeing trailers for this all pandemic. Yeah. So... Before that even. I remember there were some gatherings where it was social gatherings of mine where it was mentioned and yeah that was before pandemic time so yeah so yeah that's a little shame but you know once again nobody knows for sure that was just what she thought her speculation 
her speculation, and I wouldn't be surprised if she was right. Mm-hmm. But also, like, uh, speaking of Jennifer Connelly's character, I thought she was great. I thought she... Not stood up, but was a good match for Maverick in terms of yeah. earning respect and all that. You did bring up a when point. They're on the, when they're on the boat, and, you know, she, he's a great pilot, but he gets his ass kicked on a sailing boat. Yeah. It's like, aren't you in the Navy? Like, I land on ships. I don't sail them. That was great. Which is weird, because they have pilots in the Navy, but he's not in the Air Force, which I'm a little confused about. But, you know, it's a little different. Naval aviators, I think the term. Mm, yes, because it's on his jacket. But yes. yeah, I liked how uh, she has a kid, and it's not his. One of the funniest scenes of the movie is when he's escaping her house, and so that she doesn't, drops down. And yeah, the kid doesn't find him. And then it he, turns funny, and then it turns sad real quick. That's yeah. how my uh, audience react. Don't break her heart again. Yeah, just it, don't break her heart again. And then, like, so many people in my audience were like, "Aw," I was like, "Damn!" There's the the emotions. Ugh, I don't. I, obviously, because Tom Cruise is an executive producer on this and he puts so much love and care into this movie so much so care. they're going to they're going to treat it with respect they're going to hold on character moments and it just makes me so happy that this movie exists but it also makes me so mad about other literally every other movie coming out in the world yeah like other legacy legacy sequels it just makes me not even about legacy sequels but to me this is the kind of movie i watch that makes me angry that every other movie isn't at least this passable i mean this happens to be really good but why can't more movies be at least passable i mean it shows what when a producer gets involved who's an actual filmmaker and not producers who are from like ceos or whatever and who are just like well, this is what's made money, so let's just do this, a.k.a. most of the Disney s- reboots and not trying yeah. anything new. And then sequel stuff like Ghostbusters 2016, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is terrible. And fan f- problem with fan sequels and four stick, Fan four stick, the director said, yeah. this was a brilliant movie till the producers got involved and completely ruined it. Which who knows if that's even true or not. There are some debating theories on that. Some people said, well, it wasn't that great in the first yeah. place. I mean, Doctor still... Doom still looks stupid. Yeah. So, but this just goes to show when actual filmmakers who care and who have heart are in charge of a film. And they're and allowed just, to do what they want. Just make a brilliant picture. One of the best films of 2022 so far. It's my favorite film of 2022 so far. Mm-hmm. Even more than Multiverse of Madness. Wouldn't you believe it? <laughs> There's so many people who love that movie. I don't understand. I still don't get it. Hey, here's a good plug. Watch our Multiverse of Madness episode. It's an okay movie. It's fun, but it means nothing to the universe. And that's not what was supposed to happen. I don't think it even matters that it doesn't mean anything to the universe. I just don't, I just don't even like it that much as a standalone movie. It's entertaining enough, but it's so much lack of substance. I'd watch it, it again, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay for it. Oh yeah, I'll watch it again. It's entertaining <sighs> enough, but why can't it be like this? You know, there's some actual heart in here. Mm-hmm. Things like Multiverse of Madness just feel so hollow in comparison. Speaking of heart, yeah. No, go ahead. Finish. Finish your point. Yeah, they're just kind of going through the motions, just doing the bare mm-hmm. minimum without actually trying to make it worth your time right and people kind of just take it because i said it before but i feel like marvel is training general audiences to accept mediocrity as brilliance this is a mediocre marvel movie you see uh bo burnham he put out like deleted outtakes from his inside and he basically takes jabs he takes jabs at like marvel and kevin feige a little bit like he's not doing it to be rude but he's doing his jokes where he did like his intro as the marvel studios intro yeah he goes hi here i am a grown man executive with a baseball cap i was like oh my god (laughs) just like shots wow right at kevin feige but speaking of heart i'm gonna take my sunglasses off of this one oh no because this one this one got me we all knew everything is so much brighter 
we all knew the health condition of Val Kilmer. And we knew he was going to be name-dropped, at least in this movie. And when I saw his name in the opening credits, I went, are they just doing that just to be respectful, or is he actually in it? And then you get the text message of Iceman saying, I need to see you. And you're like, wait, what is about to happen? And then, and then he goes to his house. They explain, they put it in the movie that his health condition is in real life is, a, is the same in this movie. It was a good call. It's a you good call. I am very happy with how they handled Iceman in this movie. It was so respectful. I did hear that they had to recreate his voice with artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. When he was actually speaking, that wasn't... It, it was probably like him being very quiet or like whispery. Like, I don't know his no, health clinic. I think I heard they just... The voice they actually used was an AI. Oh, because he just can't speak at all? Yeah. yeah. So he just well, mouthed it a little bit? Well, I don't know if he can't speak at all, but I don't think they made him. Hmm. Which is also fine with me. I mean, he's, I feel he's like, still doing the acting, so it's... I feel like maybe they might he might have been talking, but it's just like, it might be so quiet or it's so like raspy that you couldn't pick it up. I need, so maybe need they... to look it up. But I looked it up and I didn't yeah. really read too much into it, but... I'm telling if the they, audience, look it up. <laughs> yeah. that's There's a story there, something about AI and... But or you can look it up now. When I saw him, my heart melted because he's one of the most brilliant actors from the past few decades, the 80s and the 90s. And when it, he has one of the funniest moments in the movie, and it's not even like the point, it's not even like smart, it's not quotey. He just wants to talk about, he wants to talk to Maverick, like, how are you doing? Like, how's work? And Maverick's like, I don't want to talk about work. So what do you want to talk about? He just goes, he just points to the computer that he's talking. That shit's so funny. It was very well done. I also love the ending when they're giving each other a hug and he says, so who do you think was the best pilot after all? This is a nice moment. Don't ruin it. Yeah, this is a nice moment. Let's not ruin it. That's just like speaks so true to what the characters were and who they are now. Because he's a admiral in... Iceman during this timeline is an admiral. Yeah. And I was wondering who, because I remember the trailer, you see Maverick stamp his um, medal on a coffin. I was like, I wonder if that's Maverick. I always wonder if that was him. And I guess when they kill someone off screen, it's usually because of they couldn't get someone in to film something. But here it makes sense. It was nice. Here it makes sense. It was handled as respectfully as it could. You know, the thing about Iceman... The fact that they got him to do at least one scene is phenomenal because of the condition Mm -hmm. that he's in. And You know, the thing about Iceman that I always appreciated is when you go back and watch the original Top Gun, he's presented as the antagonist, but he's 100% right. Maverick is dangerous, and Iceman is pretty much just trying to make sure, hey, you know, is this guy... Can I trust that he will have my back out there as as my wingman should he even be in top gun he's just making things dangerous for everybody he's causing a lot of trouble and he looks like a jerk in the movie but now re-watching this movie as an adult i think well yeah he was right <laughs> maverick is a loose cannon who maybe should have been grounded way sooner no matter how good he actually is at flying so i right. just I always thought it was cool that Iceman, well, not always, but just recently I've come to appreciate Iceman is mm-hmm. the most reasonable person in the Top Gun universe. And he had the best hair yeah. back in the day. But yeah, so we had a trach- tracheostomy. It is a surgery where, I'm just reading into this, they go... They go through his like neck and into his windpipe, his trachea, because mm-hmm. he had throat cancer. Yes, yes. So it's basically it's to create an opening for the trachea. Okay. I'm trying to read fast. It's not really giving a reason to why they did it. So his voice back for new tools. I'm just reading ahead, but I just love that he was in it. I think it made the movie even better. It wasn't a distraction. 
don't know. It was it was a large part of the story. Is that it's so Iceman always had his back. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't wingmen anymore, but you know, in a way, he was still having his back all these years later. Yeah, which is fantastic. It's I also just... love that they didn't kill off Maverick. Going back, to I know. Florida, oh my god, about the disrespect! I was so ready for it. As soon as he crashed his plane, I'm like, here we go. Another like, legacy sequel it. where the OG guy dies. Okay. Cut out, but just keep going. Bye-bye, Maverick. Oh, wait, he's not dead? Oh, wait, he's not dead. Whoa, he's not dead. Hooray. Oh, I'm so happy right now. Fantastic. And then yeah. Rooster goes after him. And oh, that what, was so what, funny. What were you thinking? He's like, are you, you okay? He's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm all right. You sure? Yeah. Pushes him. That's such a dad moment. She's like, what are you doing here? I told you to go. You told me not to do And just like, I thought it, honestly, it was going to end with him dying. Mm -hmm. And then the movie keeps going. I'm like, there's like 20 more minutes of this movie, which is brilliant. And they find the old F, F18? 14. F14, which is like Maverick's baby like that's what they used in the, in the 80s. original yeah and the air combat the dog fights were were amazingly filmed you know there was just actual like stakes to this you felt like it was there were small stakes relatively but they were huge for the characters and that's what i thought was brilliant it's like so many movies don't understand this is all you need to be you don't need to have all the spectacle of Top Gun to be a good movie. Just take a story, however simple it is, and just tell it to the best of your ability. Is that so hard? You don't need that much to be satisfying. And I think that's one reason people like it so much. It's not necessarily the most complex, thought-provoking, crazy movie ever made, super inventive with its craft or anything. It's just... They just did everything as well as they could do it. And that yeah, that's good enough. That's all you need to make an objectively good movie. It's not hard. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of effort, sure, but it's not... It makes it look easy. Which makes every other movie look terrible in comparison. Yeah. I could honestly see this... This is, uh, I know it's very early on to say because there's so many, like, the Oscar bait movies happen in November and October, but I could... S- Those don't mean crap. Those are all hollow. They just act like... I can important. honestly see this be, like, a Best Picture nominee. Don't Look Up is a Best Picture nominee. This can be a Best Picture nominee. Oh, it could be. It's treated with so much love and care, but you all know Hollywood. They don't appreciate stunt work. They don't appreciate box office movies clearly because on a technical standpoint technically endgame should be nominated for all of them i guess it should have been nominated for every category because it is a phenomenal film on the scale that it is the vfx the stunt work the character moments it should have been not even that maybe even infinity war yes infinity war is a better movie yeah i think it handled a lot better endgame is I'm not going to say it's overrated. It's about as rated as it should be. I would not have put that as a best picture. Infinity War would have deserved it for what it pulled off. If Avatar can win best picture, then Endgame can be at least nominated. Just saying. Sure. Hollywood's and the Academy's at a different time. But see, Avatar, it was... It's not awarding it for a good story. It's awarding it for technical achievement, which is very strange. That's what I'm saying. Which is very strange for the Academy, but... You know what? They did uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Did Avatar uh, within the win last... Best Picture? It won Best Picture, yeah, it didn't did. it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. They nominated Mad Max Fury Road back in 2015, 16, and that's also mm-hmm. one of the best action movies I've ever seen. So Haven't Mad Max... I recommend the Mad Max movies. Maybe that'll be another Joe Explains, the Mad Max series. I was one of those people when there was the hype about Mad Max. I was a hipster. I was like, I refuse to see this now. <laughs> I've done that. people before. will not shut up about it. It's not that I hate it, it just wasn't, I don't care about sand. I'm Anakin Skywalker, I don't like sand. It's coarse, it's rough, it's, it's rough, irritating, it's irritating. It gets, it gets everywhere. everywhere. Not like Top Gun Maverick, because you're so far above it. I love Top Gun. I love Top Gun Maverick. It's such a great, just the flying scenes alone. If anyone watching this is able to see this in IMAX, do it. 
do yeah. it. It's like it's I said, I, I was not a huge Top Gun guy before no. the last couple of weeks. Like I saw the movie once when I was a kid, like I said, but now I'm a fan of this franchise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In one day, I became not an overnight fan because I watched it during the day. I think it's just... one of his... I think it's one... Again, I haven't watched the Mission Impossible movies, but I think technically speaking, it's one of his best movies that he's ever made, Tom Oh, Cruise. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mission Impossible's only got one not great movie. Mm-hmm. That's before the second, we go. That's one, by the way. Before we, before we head out, because I think we don't have that many other criticisms, unless you do. I just uh, want to bring up the point. Do you think there should be a category for the Oscars or all the major awards for stunt work? Yes. Because I am of the people no question. who 100% think they should be. It's one of the most important things in cinema for the last 100 years. Exactly. Did they Even not all the way want back to do Charlie that? Chaplin, Buster Keaton. You know, think of Buster Keaton. You know, he was doing crazy stunts back in the 1920s. He never got recognized except by audiences. If there's a popular category, there can, be a, so there can be a stunt work. Who won the popular category? I don't even remember. Or I don't even remember either. I think it was one it was that was like, stupid. like trolls did it or whatever. Because you could just vote as many times as you wanted. Yeah. So I guess the uh, only other criticism I had on my list was we were talking about the side cast is a little two dimensional. Sunglasses back on. Yeah. But the only thing about, and even that, yeah, it's a criticism that the supporting cast is two dimensional. But I think they did a really good job. Still, is the actors inhabited their characters just enough that even these two-dimensional characters felt I understood them pretty well because they didn't have to go through crazy exposition to understand who these people were. They did a great screenwriting thing of showing us who they are rather than telling us. And even though they're not that well fleshed out, I got enough to still enjoy them. And it's very rare for me to remember people's names after, or at the very least, their call signs. But I still remember most of them, even... A week later, so I think the movie did a good job with its supporting cast, even though it was a little thinly written. The one thing I didn't understand is like, why is Bob there? Like, why is Bob not in his own cockpit? I think there was like maybe a throwaway line or something where like maybe some pilots can have an extra guy in there, or like it's a choice. I noticed at the end they sent six pilots out, right? Right. So at the end they sent six pilots and two planes. Both teams. There was one plane with. Pilot and co-pilot, and the other one was... So Maverick and Goose went in their own planes, but Phoenix and Bob had another plane, and I don't remember the other two, but they were both together as well. I thought Goose had someone in his backseat. No, Rooster didn't have anybody. Oh, no, because Rooster Rooster was a wingman, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. He went back, so... So I think someone complained to me. They were like, "I thought people were like, Al Heyman was one of the better pilots. Why wasn't he there?" Well, I hear what you're saying, but like, he has to be like the cocky guy to come in and save them at the end. Spoiler alert: He got his Han Solo moment. See, even that Han- Star yeah. Trench run, he got his Han Solo moment at the end there. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Now let's blow this thing and get him. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Chewbacca line. It's a good his only line. I do my best. All right, let's... But yeah, the final final act, brilliant, so much tension. You got to destroy the uranium from these bad guys who are maybe Russian. Who knows? I don't know why I expected them to be... The Soviets like, again? I thought... People have been saying Russian. I thought China just because that's the U.S.'s main rival nowadays. But yeah. probably... It could be anybody is the point. It's They left it could in be the anyone. U.S. just in case. Maybe I have China on the brain just because there was a bit of a controversy with it. Apparently there was a Maverick's bomber jacket had a Taiwanese flag on it or something back in the day. And oh, who cares? But apparently they, in one of the trailers I know there or something, were... they, did, they digitally removed it mm. to appeal to China and then they took out the yeah. digital removing. I think it was in China as well during uh, Crimes of Grindelwald where there's the line. I haven't seen it, but spoiler mm. alert. Should I say it? Do you mind if I say no, it? No, I don't. I don't care. I haven't watched oh, any it, fantastic piece. Okay, so there's the line where Dumbledore says, "It's because I loved you" or something like that to Grindelwald, and there's the whole thing because J.K. Rowling said that uh, Dumbledore was gay in a tweet, and now it's canon. Yeah, China wanted them to remove that 
line from the film. But Without China Warner, was the only one. There's probably a lot that got... There was a lot more in Eastern, in the Eastern world that wanted them to do that, yeah. and Warner Bros. was like, no. The one thing Warner Bros. has done right when standing their ground, besides Ezra Miller and Amber Heard, but we don't have to get into that. They hitched their horse to the wrong actors. Mm-hmm. They should just hire me to do The Flash. Sure. <laughs> Even though I think I'm too bulky. Uh, anyway, you know he was bulky back. In I could the do. 70s. Oh, I could do the guy with the tin head, with the wings. The Who's wing? that guy? Hawkman. Hawkman. I'll do that. <laughs> no, I mean the Flash dude. Oh, the. F- oh, uh, Jay Garrick. Yeah, that guy. I'll do him. Sure. I had to dye my hair blonde. Which is None fine. of the That's Flash actors dye their oh, hair blonde. I don't, I don't get it. Who knows? Ezra Miller's not blonde. Grant but Gustin's yeah, not love blonde. Maverick. I don't get it. Oh, you're cutting out, so I'm just going to talk. Yeah. I have nothing but praise for this movie. I loved it. I instantly wanted to become a pilot, even though it's not realistic. I yeah. only have nitpicks for this movie. Like you said, I loved everything about it as well. The only things I have to say are just nitpicks, and I already covered those. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Connelly. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff, but she's a f- brilliant actress as well. She's very charming. She didn't have a huge role, but, you know, I, yeah. I was a fan. I see why Maverick would like There's her. too many people in that bar for him to pay the whole round. No way. Absolutely not. Who's going to do that? I don't know what a pilot makes, but... Hopefully a lot. I mean, they're putting their lives on the line, so I hope... They, you know what? They probably don't make a lot, but their insurance policy is insane. <laughs> that, I believe. That's probably what it is. All right, so unless we got any more to say, uh, movie's great. My favorite of the year. One of the best action movies I've ever seen, to be honest. And... Mm-hmm. That's all about all I have to say on that right now. So. Yeah. Love the film. I would see this a hundred times. Hopefully, my father sees it. Because he said he... Because they grew up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. He was 20 when the original came out. And I told him to go see this. But I don't know if he'll have the time to do it. But I'm going to force him to go see it when I go back home. I had the same argument with my mom. Yeah. Maybe we'll get them to do it. Miles Teller does a great job. There's a little... I wasn't a huge hype with Miles Teller when he first started, and then I saw Whiplash, which is a great film. And then he was great in this, great character moments all around. This is how you do a legacy sequel. This is how you do it. Anyone who wants to study film, this is how you do it. You do it with respect, you do it with craft, and you hire Tom Cruise. That's really what you do. Because he cares... Regardless of the criticism with, like, he only does action films now and all that, he puts so much care and love into his films that you really do see it. I wish he did more dramatic roles like he did back in in my favorite movie of all time, which is A Few Good Men. Mm -hmm. Love that movie. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorites. That's one of those ones I still haven't seen yet, unfortunately. It's great. It's uh, written by Aaron Sorkin. I think it's based on a play, but he wrote it as well. Okay. Demi Moore, Jack Nicholson. Again, he's in the military, but he's a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the famous scene. Everybody knows the one. The reason I became, started to go into acting was kind of because of Tom Cruise, because of that movie. That's awesome. So, and to see this movie, I loved it. I have nothing but praise. One of the best of the year. Again, I haven't seen Everywhere all at once. Wait, I would recommend you... highly everything everywhere all at once. Everything everywhere all at once. Highly I recommend that, that one. That one. That one's brilliant. I, I haven't that. seen Chippendale yet, but I've heard great things. I heard Ugly Sonics in it, which is hilarious. But this is one of the best of the year so far. I think right now some of my favorites of the year: Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Batman, The Unbearable oh, Weight yes, of Massive Talent was amazing as well. The Northman was really good as well. Those are. My what is supposed right to come out later this year? That's like Oscar bait. I don't remember. I don't remember the Oscar bait. Besides ones. Elvis. What Which is I'm looking to forward out? to. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go see that. Oh, I'll see it. Freaking, I'm so excited for Don't Worry Darling. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it's called. With yeah, Florence that... Pugh, Harry Styles. I'm intrigued. Chris Pine. It just looks like, it looks like Suburbicon, but done better. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. I think it's directed by Olivia Wilde. I don't remember who... But I, she's in it. I know she's in it. Okay. I only saw the trailer once and that told me, so... That looks good. I don't know anything else about it, really. Something else. There's gotta be something else. But maybe that was it. Maybe the, the trailers aren't out yet. 
Yeah. Oh, and, and of course, of... Thor, Thor and Love and Thunder is going to be the best movie of the year. That's in a few weeks. Swear to God, if you kill off Christian Bale, they're going to do it. But if you do it, I'm going to be so mad. If they don't do it right, you can kill him off. Just do it right. I'll be more mad if they kill off Chris Hemsworth. Because I feel like there's a oh. very good possibility that Jane Foster is the next Thor. And Oops, this is the last one for Chris Hemsworth. Bye-bye. Yeah. If you are going to die, you would die to the God Butcher. <laughs> yeah, I can easily you know see I... a scenario where Thor dies to the God Butcher, Jane avenges him, mm-hmm. and... I'm excited for that one. Just based on the aesthetic alone. Yeah. So let's... I like Taika Waititi. Not... I trust his... Hopefully it's not mediocre. All right, let's plug our socials. All right. Well, you can find me, Maverick. <laughs> At Maverick. Oh, man. On you Instagram can find me and, at, and TikTok. You can find me in the air. And you know what, Joe? You're still dangerous. But you can be my wingman anytime. And you can follow me at Ryan Walker Official on Instagram and on TikTok. By the way, no, you can be mine. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Thought Plane Media and our Facebook page of the same name. Find further film discussion and entertainment reviews on thoughtplane.ca forward slash articles. And if you'd be so kind, you can support ThoughtPlay Media on Patreon, link down below. Also, be sure to leave us comments and reviews, as that's a big help. And how about clicking that like button if you enjoyed this? We hope to see you on the next close-up with Ryan and Joe. Till next time.